Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week it's episode 239 and we're talking about the Mongo Rally with Pam McNaughton. This week has been birthday week. That's right. It's always exciting when that, that time comes around. Yeah, Craig and I have our birthdays in the same week, just four days apart. So we've decided to throw away the idea of just having two days of celebration and instead we... We kind of go crazy all week. <laughs> it's been a good one. We started the week with an old school friend of mine, Philip Chan, uh, coming to visit. He is closing in on his goal to visit every country in Europe. Um, that's Western Europe and Eastern Europe. I think he just said he has four or six more to go. Yeah, it's not very many. Yeah. Uh, he was making a stop here in Galicia, not because it's a separate country. Although <laughs> Spain's economic woes continue, <laughs> we never know what will happen. Um, but he was on his way out to Andorra, that tiny little country. Oh, I see. Yeah. Cool. So, Yeah. Yeah, and then what did we do for your birthday? We went out for octopus, and it was very tasty. I finally had my very first hot pimiento de pedron. These tiny little chili peppers. Well, they're not really chili peppers. They're kind of tiny little capsicums, peppers. And some of them are hot, and some of them are not. In fact, most of them are not. Yeah, 99.9% are not. Yeah. And we've had one hot one each now. It's very exciting. Yeah, so I reckon it's about 1 in 250. Yeah, something like that. that. That's my my guess. But it still wasn't very hot, although... We, on our scale of one to ten, it was maybe a five, which would probably blow the head off any, you know, the average, the average Spanish person. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And uh, most Thais would be wondering when they got a spicy one. <laughs> and then later in the week, well, on my birthday it was Saturday, and uh, it was brilliant. Craig bought me breakfast in bed, and then Olivia and Gia came round, cooked me lunch, and then took us out to play bowling and uh, go to the spa, which is absolutely brilliant. And then we went out for dinner, and we found a very, very tasty Malbec wine and had lamb. It was wonderful. It was amazing. You know we don't say play bowling in English, eh? We'll let it it go. We'll let it go. It's your birthday. Go bowling. (laughs) (laughs) Well, be sure to visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash books if you haven't recently. Uh, There's new stuff going on all the time. At the moment, we've got a uh, a beta version that we're working on finishing. It'll be out soon. Um, So we've got Art of Couples Travel, that's still on sale for $9.99, and Travel Safety, Safety Tips for Personal and Corporate Travelers, is the same price at the moment. And after listening to this interview again during the editing process, I think we're going to be sending Pam and Charlie a copy of Travel Safety today. (laughs) Well, we're going to be talking with Pam, and she's going to be telling us all about the Mongo Rally, so let's get into it. Today I'm speaking with Pam McNaughton from SpunkyGirlMonologues.com. Pam, welcome onto the Indie Travel Podcast. Thanks for having me. Well, we are going to speak about the Mongol Rally, which I am excited to hear about, and you are crazy enough to do. Um, <laughs> for those people in our audience who weren't around last year, we, when we followed Sherry Ott and Dave and Deb from the Planet D um, from London to Mongolia, can you give us a bit of an overview about what the Mongol Rally is. It's hard to put into words sometimes because it's just so huge. Um, the Mongol Rally is probably one of the craziest adventures that you could you could do. Um, it encompasses a third of the world. So majority of the teams will drive from London, England to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. And you have anywhere from three to six weeks to get to Mongolia. It's not a race. Uh, it is a rally. And it's, it's all in the name of charity. So one of the biggest focuses for us, for everyone as a team, is to raise money for charity. And then, of course, we donate cars and motorcycles and that once we get there, if we get there. That seems um, like a bit of a throwaway comment. You just donate cars and motorcycles? 
<laughs> well, what your drive. So basically, you have an option. When when you get to the end, when you get into Ulaanbaatar, you can either donate the vehicle that you've brought over and all that money will go to the charity. There's a huge auction. Uh, or you can drive the car back. But most people will end up donating their car um, if the car makes it there. <laughs> so a, yeah, a I know it's very ominous. ambiguous. Yeah, <laughs> there's actually I think last year twenty percent of the teams. So there's a, uh, there's just over three hundred teams. Twenty uh, percent of the teams did not make it to to Mongolia. Actually, wow. one team didn't even make it out of Germany. I'm still trying to figure out how that happened. Yeah, they they're quite well known for their car mechanics in Germany. So yes, pretty rough. <laughs> but we're going to make it to the end so i'm not worried (laughs) i'm sure you will um and how how organized is all of this i mean you said there's 300 vehicles 300 teams that head out is it kind of tour is there a tour leader for these 300 teams no it's all it's all independent so basically um there's the adventurous who run the rally um, they'll arrange things like launch parties, um, pre-support in terms of uh, visa visa support or, or whatever we need before the rally starts. But once that rally actually starts, every single team is on their own. Um, some teams will just choose to do their route completely by themselves. Other teams might join up and do a convoy across. Um, your route is up to you. And once we leave those parties, we're we're totally on our own. Uh, the adventurous won't help us out with anything. So <laughs> if we get in jail, you know, thrown in jail, it's up to us to get ourselves out, basically. <laughs> so where did you, uh, what gave you the idea to do this crazy adventure that might get you thrown in jail? Um, I've seen, I saw Dave and Deb do it. Uh, I read about it actually after they had done theirs. Um, and I've actually read, I watched Long Way Round, I think it was, with Ewan McGregor, which I loved, which is sort of like a similar, you know, similar trip, London to New York, but they kind of did very similar routes. Um, and I saw Charlie, who's my teammate on Twitter, uh, advertising for a uh, someone to join her, and Sherry had sent some tweets out about it as well, and so I actually just responded to Sherry's tweet. Um and that's kind of how I sort of got into it was I just responded to a tweet from Sherry Ott on Twitter <laughs> in December because I was at home and it was Christmas and I was bored out of my skull and I really wanted something else to look forward to to do. So. And you, you gave yourself probably one of the most difficult trips in the world to do. So Pretty much, yeah. No, no boredom from there on out? No, no, that seems to be my MO. I I usually find something that's really, really difficult, and that's usually what I want to do. I don't tend to go towards things that are easy. I always look at something that's really hard, and I'm like, oh, I want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Well, so you've ended up with a teammate, um, Charlie Grosso, from Um, Mm spytravelog.com. Have you ever met her before? Um, I met her for... uh, an evening in New York in January after I had signed up to do the rally, but uh, we haven't actually hung out. We haven't seen each other since. Um, we sent, we've sent probably close to 500 emails to each other since ja- since January, uh, <laughs> or we talked to each other on Twitter or Skype. But yeah, it'll be interesting. So we don't technically really know each other. And you're going to be sitting in a 
tiny car, a, a, mm -hmm. a very fantastically green-looking car, um, but sitting together in a tiny car for well, possibly months. Yeah, for 38 days, six weeks, we're going to do it. Um, our car is actually a different color now. We've got a red car, um, but the exact same one, same model. Um, one year later, we we had to reach out to a friend to, in Mongolia, fellow travel blogger, Wandering Earl, to help us look for a car because he's in Romania. And he found our the Green Beast, which I had put on Facebook, and then he came back and said, oh, wait, my friend's dad has the exact same car, a year older, but better condition, better mileage, um, for a little bit cheaper price. So we've actually, in the last minute, last couple of days here, switched. And so we now have a dark red uh, Dacia Logan. So that's going to be our car. Perfect. But it's going to be good. people will be wondering why on earth you aren't doing some of the most insane roads in the world across, you know, Russia and Mongolia in a four-wheel drive. What's the deal? Because we don't want to be a princess. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much what I said in January. Um, there was a lot of talk about the car, and it's like, do we want four-wheel drive? Do we want uh, SUV? And we're just like, no, no, we don't want any of those things. Um Again, it, I think it goes to our whole, let's just do this the hard way. We want to prove that we can do it. And so we're just like, let's just, we'll just get a crappy, you know, a good car, but cheap and small. Um, besides, it'll make a more interesting story. We'll have more to write about. We'll have more opportunities to do things. Um, personally, it'll sound really weird, but we actually want things to happen. We want things to go wrong. To a certain extent, we don't want to do this rally and have it be a complete breeze the whole way through because it's just going to be a snooze fest. Um, so we actually want those things to happen. We're like we're like dying for the police to pull us over and try and get bribe money out of us, even though we have a plan to try and avoid doing that. Um, you know, we want to break down and try and find a nomadic family to help fix our car. Like we want to have those little hiccups along the way because we think that that's part of the journey. Um, and it's, it makes more interesting story for our readers. Um, and it just makes it more fun and interesting for us. We're a little bit crazy, but yeah, that's okay. That's certainly, yeah. certainly hitting that way. And yeah, uh, yeah. you've got some pretty crazy fundraising ideas as well. Um, you mentioned at the beginning of the show that the Mongol rally is all about fundraising. Do you want to tell us about this year's, um, recipients and, and what you're doing to try and spur things along? Yeah, so this year's official, so each year the, the Mongol Rally will pick a charity as the official charity and team's choices in our support the official charity or they can support the official charity plus the charity of their own. Um, one of our sponsors is Intrepid Travel and they actually sponsor, they actually support this year's official charity. And so we've chosen to just stick to the one charity. Um, and that charity is the Lotus Children's Center Charitable Trust. Um, and the Lotus Children's Center is in Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. And it's very much like, it, it's an orphanage, but it's, it's different from what you think of. Like when I think of an orphanage, I think of building and I think of a room with a bunch of beds in it. And, um, 
maybe I'm thinking very Oliver Twist, but uh, <laughs> the nice thing that I really like about this particular orphanage is she gives these kids realistic expectations. Um, these are all kids that have lived in the streets or babies that have been abandoned in dumpsters or stairwells or wherever, and the government has picked them up and brought them to her uh, DD to take care of. Um, they're put into gurs or yurts. So there's 10 kids to a girl or a yurt, and each, each one has their own den mother there. Um, and they live in a little community. And so they learn the chores that's involved with that lifestyle. They're fed, they're clothed, they're educated. Um, in a few years ago, they actually opened up some guest houses uh, in Ulaanbaatar, and those are actually run by some of the kids that have grown up in those orphanages. Um, and so this is so that they have jobs. And she's really focusing now on educating these kids after high school so that they don't end up back out on the street and they can go off and be productive adults, basically. Um, so we're really trying to raise money for them. And we're we're doing a couple of crazy things. I'm doing some crazy things to try and generate money. Um, so basically what I've said I'll, I'll do is if we raise... When we raise $300 uh, through the Intrepid Foundation website, then I will dye my hair either bright blue or bright pink <laughs> when we're in Prague. Um, when we reach $1,000 in donations, then I'll pierce either my lip, my nose, or my eyebrow when we're in Prague. Um, when we reach $3,000, I will sing O Canada on video in every single country we go to, which is going to be really, it's going to be ugly, but um, <laughs> I, I will forever embarrass myself on online for that. And then <laughs> when we reach 5,000 through Intrepid, then I'll, I'll have uh, SM Stowaway tattooed somewhere on my body when we're in Prague. So Prague is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> if, we meet, if we meet these goals. <laughs> well, maybe uh, any of our people are, are listening just as this comes out and are thinking, you know, I wouldn't mind someone getting a getting a tat or uh, seeing some great <laughs> video of someone getting a getting a piercing. Um, what what kind of timeline do people have to to donate? Uh, to donate for that. Um... Right up until probably July 9th, I'm going to say we get into Prague on the 8th. Um, Go With O has been generous enough to donate an apartment for us for a week before the rally actually starts in Prague. So I'm going to be there for an entire week, week to nine days. Uh, so there's lots of time for me to get my hair dyed and things pierced and tattoos done if need be. Um, so I would say probably the 9th. Um, the other thing that we, we've done is we've introduced what we call mystery crates. And what that is, is there's a lot of people that would love to do the Mongo rally and obviously can't for, for whatever reason. And so we want to try and bring the rally back to our readers and to our friends and family. And so what we're saying is to anyone who wants to donate $75 towards this crate or whatever, we will actually send you mementos and gifts and that from every country that we go to on the Mongol rally. So it could be a postcard signed by the Azerbaijan mafia. Um, it could be, you know, little Russian dolls. It could be a bolt 
from the car that we don't know where it belongs. It could be basically, it could be anything. Um, but we will actually collect and you will have 13 different items that we'll put into not a crate. Obviously it'll be into a bubble pack envelope. Um, but we will mail those out to anybody who wants to have a little piece of the rally and we'll pick those up as we go. That's a very cool idea. Uh, where can people go to, to send you money or rather send the, the foundation money? To So to donate through the foundation, you just go to intrepidfoundation.org. Um, on their homepage, when you, there's actually a, a landing page for SM Stowaways. So you just scroll down where the third one listed on their homepage. You just click in there uh, and you can make your donation through there. Uh, any donations that don't that's going straight to the charity through through Intrepid is matched dollar for dollar by Intrepid. So if you donate five dollars, the donation will actually end up being ten dollars, and they will continue to match dollar for dollar until we reach uh, ten thousand Australian dollars, and then that's the cap off for the matching Very for the cool. missed crates. Um, you can actually visit my 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 website uh, spunkygirlmonologues.com or you can visit Charlie's site which is spytravelog.com and there's there will be a post on each of those sites for the mystery crates cool well I hope uh, our indie travel podcast listeners get in there and send you some money because I want to see some uh, some hair getting dyed and some uh, some tattoos going on so it's only five grand for a tattoo right yeah well you we're going to videotape it. Um, Charlie and I are very committed to sharing as much of this journey with, with everyone as we can. So we will actually have a GoPro camera mounted inside the car doing video of us in the car. Um, we'll be uploading, uploading videos every week as well. Um, so yeah, I can guarantee that when I'm getting the hair dye and the piercing and the tattoo, those will all be videotaped and they will be put online pretty much right away <laughs> and there will be photos and yes there will be lots of evidence <laughs> of uh of my craziness perfect you mentioned um 13 items in the mystery crates from 13 different countries so we know you start in prague in the czech republic and finish in ulaanbaatar in mongolia what's the 11 countries in the middle where are you going to go so we've decided to do um, Eastern Europe and then the stands. So when we leave Prague, we will be driving down to uh, Bratislava, Slovakia. Um, we'll then go to Budapest, Hungary. Um, from there, we go to Bucharest, Romania, down into Sofia, Bulgaria, uh, and then into Istanbul, Turkey. After we leave Turkey, or after we leave Istanbul, we'll drive along the Black Sea coast and into Georgia. Um, and then from Georgia, we'll go into Azerbaijan, where we may or may not be bribing um, police officials to get onto the ferry to Turkmenistan. <laughs> uh, and then from Turkmenistan, hopefully we'll dip, be able to dip down into Uzbekistan. And then we'll go up into Kazakhstan, drive up to Russia, and then down into Mongolia. That sounds pretty intense. As I think about that, I think, oh my God, that's a lot of visas. What kind of preparation have you had to do on the logistics side of things? There has been an insane amount of preparation. <laughs> it's funny because when you sign up for the rally, it's just like, yeah, this is cool, this is awesome. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, this 
crazy rally. It's going to be fantastic. And about a month later after the initial honeymoon period wears off, then you realize all the work that's required. Um, I'm still actually waiting for my passport to come back with a couple of visas on it with Kazakhstan and uh, Mongolia. I We've made arrangements to get an Azerbaijan visa done in a day. So we're going to send information to uh, Georgia. And then so when we arrive in Georgia, it'll be ready. Um, Turkmenistan, we kind of missed the boat on. The adventurers had offered uh, visa on arrivals for any of the participants, but there was a deadline. And we missed reading that deadline, so we missed their deadline uh, and so we've been fighting a lot on Turkmenistan visas, um, trying to get a letter of invitation. So for a regular visas, just impossible or extremely expensive. So when I say we're possibly bribing an official to get on the ferry, that's pretty much, um, there's a good chance that's going to happen, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> uh, and then we also need visas for Uzbekistan, uh, which is a little bit easier, and Russia. And then I, because I'm Canadian, I actually need one for Mongolia as well. Huh, crazy so, stuff. We're looking at about, when all is said and done, I think we'll spend roughly $1,000 on visas. Wow, is that each? <laughs> yeah, each of us. We'll spend roughly about $1,000 each on visas. That is absolutely insane. Have you been doing it all manually or have you used a visa service to try and help you uh, hunt everything down and get all the paperwork in line? Charlie's used a visa service. Um, she's a little bit luckier. Americans, for some reason, are able to actually have two passports. I'm not really sure how it works. Um, so she's actually able to get her visas a little bit faster. Um, Canada doesn't do that. I started to use the service. But uh, it just part of it just really wasn't working out. So I've done half and half. Uh, half of my visas are done with a visa service, and the other half I'm just doing myself because I think I can do them faster. <laughs> <laughs> and it saves me money. <laughs> you know, like Russia, a three day Russian visa through the service will cost me $235. I can go to Toronto and get a three day Russian visa for $135. So I can save a hundred bucks by doing it myself. As I said before, uh, you know, we really want everyone to, uh, to participate, to be able to follow the rally, to experience it. Uh, we've left ourselves fairly open for that. I know Charlie and I are considering um, doing maybe a couple of chats on Twitter while we're actually doing the rally. Uh, so we can do, you know, questions and answers. Um, we'll be blogging the whole way. So we'll be uploading blog posts at least uh, every other day uh, from the road. We'll be on Twitter. We'll be on Facebook. Uh, we've actually lucked out and we've received a Wi-Fi sponsor recently. Uh, so we're hoping that's going to allow us to have connectivity pretty much everywhere. Um, which means we'll be able to get tips from our readers as well as to where we should go next or what we should do in a specific city. Um, many of these places I've never been to. So any tips or anything that anyone has on where we're going, definitely send them our way because we'd love to, um, we'd love to get some insider scoops. That's excellent. Well, um, listeners can follow Pam, um, Pamela McNaughton at spunkygirlmonologue.com. And her uh, partner in 
potential crime, Charlie Grosso at spytravelog.com. Pam, it's been great speaking with you, and we wish you all the best, both for meeting your fundraising goals and uh, making it with a car intact to Ulaanbaatar. Thank you very much for having me. It's been great. Thanks, each Pam, for coming on the show. Good luck to you and Charlie as you finish your preparations for hitting the road. Remember you can donate to the Lotus Children's Centre through the links Pam mentioned and either get your donation matched dollar for dollar through the Intrepid Foundation or get yourself a Mongo Rally Supporters Crate. We'll have links to that in the show notes at IndieTravelPodcast.com or the links that Pam mentioned during the interview. Um, so we talked about July 9th as being the cutoff date. That's the cutoff date for Pam going to dye her hair, hair um, get body piercings, get a tattoo or do this crazy video thing, which I, I'm not sure about this video thing, eh? It, no. I, I don't know. I, I want to hear her singing the Canadian national anthem in every country that she goes through. Yeah, it's a brilliant idea. But anyway, if you're keen... I think I prefer the, that than a tattoo. The, so the cutoff date for that is July 9th, but you can continue to donate right through the Mongol rally. So if uh, you're listening to this after this period, it's not too late. You can still make a donation. And you might not be doing the Mongol Rally, but we still want you to look after yourself. So grab a copy of Travel Safety from IndieTravelPodcast.com slash books. And yeah, I think we'll send out that copy to Pam and Charlie today. <laughs> yeah, I reckon so. If you want to meet other travellers, if you've got questions about what we've talked about today or anything to do with travel, come and visit us, IndieTravelPodcast.com slash forums. You can get a free community account and join in. Don't forget that you can help the Indie Travel Podcast stay travelling by booking through us. So visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights slash hostels slash tours and slash insurance when you're booking your travel online. And of course, there's travel deals at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash deals. For some non-monetary ways of helping us out, tell your friends about Indie Travel Podcast, invite them to our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash IndieTravel, or leave a five-star review for us on iTunes. Well, that's us for this week. Until next week, travel well.